ever heard of this thing called the Crime Severity Index? It gets used a lot and to point out that, oh, Canada's got rising crime rates. But then do we actually have rising crime rates? Because when police forces tally up their stats from right across the country, I mean, crime rates have actually been on the decline since the 1990s. So what is really going on and how do we accurately measure the number of crimes that are happening here in Canada? We're going to talk more about this issue now with Dr. Martin Andreessen, who is a professor of criminology at Simon Fraser University. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me on this show. Can you explain to us, like, what is the Crime Severity Index? Well, the Crime Severity Index is just a, uh, it's a weighted crime rate. And so when we have our crime rates, when we end up getting our, uh, we hear the news and all that about these things, it is a, um, you take the number number of crimes that happen in an area, divide by the population, and then you multiply it by a number. So like 100,000, so you have a crime rate per 100,000. And the difficulty with, with that is if you have a, something like a violent crime rate, if you have one place that ends up, like one city that ends up having, say, 10 uh, low-level assaults and one that has 10 homicides, they're going to end up having the same violent crime rate. And what the CSI does by weighting those different types of crimes differently, obviously with the homicide having the highest weight, then that ends up giving an, a better indication of how severe the crimes are. Because, you know, I'd rather live in a place that was having 10 low-level assaults than having 10 homicides, for example. Okay, that makes sense then. So is that what differentiates yeah. it from just regular crime stats and that there's this weighted difference? Yeah, that's the big that's the big difference. And then also the the crime severity index is turned into an index. So it normalizes the crime rate in 2006 to be 100. So we're not looking at numbers like, you know, like 15 uh, it changes from like 1500 and something per 100,000 to 1600 per 100,000 in a year. Then you have to sit and you have to think about it. We have a number that's going up and down from 2006. So we have 100 as a baseline. So we can uh, so we can always make easy comparisons. Okay, so then why does it differentiate from like regular crime stats then? And why why does one tell us crime is going down and the other tells us that crime is going up? Well, they, um, cr- crime is just going uh, is going down and has been going down for the better part of 30 years, depending on the crime type. Um, and this has been happening around uh, around the world. And the the CSI gives gives us the same general trend as the as the crime rate does, and it just gives an indication on violence and or, or like on on the severity of crime. And that's the only real the only real difference. They they're highly correlated, so they move together a lot because a lot of the numbers that are being used to calculate one are being used to calculate the other. Right. But yet we still seem to get a bit of a different response from them. I guess I wonder is like, which one should Canadians really believe about what's happening in their community? Well, it's this one of those things where they're, they're both, uh, they're both right uh, for, for what they, what people want to do. Um, you know, we, we end up having an increase in, in the, C, in the CSI uh, for, for Canada last year, and it's also you have to remember we're also at a at a very low at a low point, and we have been for for about ten years or, or longer, where things have just been sitting down, um, down at a at a low point in in uh, recent history for the past thirty or forty right. years, and so it's you know they're they're both telling the same basic story. Right. But even though it's telling us that it's an increase from last year, last year was low, this year is still low. Yeah. Right. It's okay. Still low. Okay. So then, what are we seeing, though? Like, where? What ki- type of crimes are we seeing? What is it telling us? Well, um, 
what we what we can what we can look at is if you end up having like I have my details are on Vancouver because I end up spending a lot of time analyzing crime data in Vancouver. And there's been a lot like the Vancouver police force has been trying to end up telling people that we've had this rapid increase in violence and um, level two and level three assaults, but the data just, they don't support it. Like we are at a high right now in our, in the past 25 years, but it's not out of, out of the ordinary. Right. So we have had, um, we, we've had an, an increase in, in assaults that have been happening um, over, over the previous few years. And it's increased from, they, they like to put out on, you know, their various social media, an increase of like 33%. Well, that's going from three to four a day. And yes, it's still an extra assault every day. That's 365 extra assaults, like serious assaults every year. And, uh, but it's, but it's, it's still, it's one. So things are being exact, things are being exaggerated. We're having these increases, but they're not what, but they're also from a low baseline. When we end up comparing what ends up being the important message that we need to pay attention to isn't the amount of, the amount of assaults that are happening across the city, because those haven't really changed in the past 25 years. And uh, it's, you know, it'll be different in different places across the country. What matters is where they're happening, where these increases are happening. And these increases are happening in places in the city, like in, in Vancouver, uh, in, that ends up including some of the most vulnerable and marginalized populations that we end up, uh, that we end up having. Okay, so that, that's good advice for people, though. Like, those are the things that we need to keep in mind when you hear about a percentage increase. The percentage may sound huge, but in terms of actual incidents, it's actually not that big. Uh, no, and no, and that. But we you know, we have to keep in mind there's still a victim on the other side. Of course, yeah. Right. So it's it's still, uh, and and these are assaults that include weapons or have have um, relatively serious outcomes. So when you say you study Vancouver and you've seen the increase, what are you seeing? Uh, well, we are we are seeing a lot uh, um, a lot of increases that have in the media that have been showing up, and so I think this is having a uh, having a perception issue, right? So BPD has been putting out a lot of a lot of this, and then they keep on they'll end up saying, oh well, uh, these things aren't being reported, right? And that's, so that's why the crime data aren't changing. Well, it's like, well, how do you know what's happening then if people aren't reporting to the police? We can't end up making policy policy decisions based on um, based on people's hunches, right? This isn't uh, this isn't a Hollywood detective story. Like we actually need data to end up doing these things. But what we do know is where these things are happening, who the who uh, who the victims uh, of these crimes are, and a lot of the a lot of the solutions end up resolving in reinvesting back in the social services that have been defunded for the past forty years. Right. So forty years, though, that's a long time for us to get to this point that the, the you know the all these challenges that we're having was the result of decades of kind of underfunding or defunding a lot of social programs what would it take to put us back on the right track we need we need to reinvest uh, you know these these other social services have been defunded for so long we need to reinvest and a lot of you know people say well why this how, this couldn't be from something that happened 40 years ago it's like well these are these are these have been incremental changes over the past few decades. Things that have happened slowly, and uh, and it takes you know we need to get to a tipping point before sometimes before we end up hitting these things. But we've seen the impact of of these policy changes for you know four decades as well. You know we only have to look at you know we want to look even what look at what's happened to the middle and the upper classes with pensions. As we were convinced forty years ago that we shouldn't end up having this national level pension, the government shouldn't be taking care of us in any state. We need to have our RSPs 
and then now no, nobody thinks the government is responsible for taking you know, for for uh, taking our taxes and put put into things. And the same thing happens with medical care, mental health care, uh, addiction, housing. Like we have a huge housing crisis, you know, where we can end up having people who are making over a hundred thousand a year, hundred thousand dollars a year, can qualify for uh, for housing support. Yeah, well, but they took years to get there. Will it take us decades to get out? Uh, it, I don't think it'll end up taking decades to get out if we end up reinvesting back no? where things need to be. No. Oh, well, I can't give you a timeline. No. Um, that's the, that's but, the thing that we have to wait and see what happens, right? Uh, but Dr. Anderson, thank you so much for yeah. your time this morning. I appreciate that. Hey, you're welcome. That is Dr. Martin Andreessen, who is a professor of criminology at Simon Fraser University, talking about the nuances there in the crime severity index, crime statistics, and the and the things that we need to keep in mind when we read about those things, right? And some really good and valuable information there for sure.